0: Welcome to the Anxiety Slayer series. Our mission is to assist you with creating more peace and tranquility in your life through anxiety release exercises and supportive tools created to slay your anxiety. We've been offering a free podcast for seven years now to help anyone suffering with anxiety find relief. And now we want to help you go deeper by providing step-by-step support on how to get the best experience you can from our favorite tools and techniques for overcoming anxiety. And we just introduced a brand new course titled New Beginnings, Daily Steps for Self-Acceptance and Peace of Mind. You'll find supportive lessons to help you make peace with your past and enter into the present moment feeling safe and calm. New Beginnings is on sale now for a limited time. Learn more at anxietyslayer.teachable.com. Welcome back to Anxiety Slayer. I'm Shan Vanderleek here with my wonderful friend and partner, Ananga Sevier. And we come together weekly on Skype to share Anxiety Slayer sessions with you and enjoy answering listener questions from our inbox and Facebook page. Together, Ananga and I share a powerful collection of techniques to reduce anxiety we enjoy mixing up a potent blend of coaching, storytelling, Ayurveda, EFT tapping, guided relaxations, and so much more. And today we're going to be discussing the importance of taking action to escape anxiety. Welcome back, Ananga. Hi, Shen. I always enjoy coming back together with you for a new episode of Anxiety Slayer, and I'm glad that today's episode is about the importance of taking action, because sitting on the fence doesn't help us feel better, doesn't help us suffer less. We really do have to take action to escape anxiety.
1: Yeah, and it's a tricky one because our mind is very tricky, and the anxious mind is particularly able to throw us off course. Often when we talk about taking action to get free from anxiety, our mind has a little voice in our head saying things like, if only it was that easy, Or it's all very well for you. It won't work for me. My anxiety is different. It sounds too hard or even it sounds too simple. The mind will just throw up repeated internal objections to getting some help and taking some action. My mind does it. It's been doing it all my life. So if you feel that you're suffering with that kind of response when somebody suggests something that may be helpful to you, you really do sit among the majority of our listeners. Only a handful of people Will take action against their anxiety because that's just how the mind is. It will resist you taking action all day long.
0: And unfortunately, when you go to bed at night, that very same mind will start berating you that you didn't do anything today. And the same mind that talked you out of taking action will now really leave a mark by telling you that you're broken or weak-willed or whatever it is that your inner critic likes to tell you. And that's just so harmful. That makes our minds even that much more fragile. So taking action really is a much better choice.
1: Yeah, it takes massive effort. We have to really commit and and do it. But It's an awful thing to just have this objection to trying stuff and then going to bed at night feeling rotten. I mean, I've probably spent more time in my life than I would care to admit or (laughs) scrutinise. I'd be really upset if I had the statistics of how often that's happened to me. But I know that the best moments in my life, the triumphs in my life, have come from the times where I've just had enough of the suffering, I've crossed the threshold of how bad does it have to get before I take action. And I've done something and it wasn't as hard as I thought, and I really got some help.
0: You know, that's how I felt um, after you taught me how to practice EFT. EFT had felt just so, you know, that's so strange, or how could it be that simple? I was doing exactly what you just mentioned earlier. And then, when years ago, when you taught me how to tap and taught me what it was all about, I became so grateful because. Right there in that moment and going through the, the, the very first tapping sessions, I could feel a difference and since then have been able to tap and, and give thanks at any time I need to for how much it really does help me.
1: Yeah, it's just taking that first step and trying it. It's interesting that you raise EFT because I've been with two people this week who I'd shown EFT to previously. One of them suffers with rotten headaches and described that they felt that their headache was just stuck and unmovable. And I said, please, would you just tap for that? It's such a good tuning in to your experience. They felt that it was in and around their eyes and they were just stuck with it. So I asked them, just tap for that. They're like, oh, how'd you do it again? So I just walked them through. We tapped together. Within two minutes, the pressure around the eyes had eased. Two minutes. Another person who I'd also shared EFT with before was suffering from anxiety. And they said that they noticed around about eight o'clock at night They were getting symptoms of anxiety. They're going through quite a stressful time in their life, and as is often the case, their mind was starting to nag them at night. Their stomach was churning. Their chest felt tight. They felt like there was pressure on their chest, which is a horrible feeling that many anxiety sufferers are all too aware of. So again, I asked, "Would you just try, try some EFT tapping?" I'm not quite sure what to say. That's a common objection. Just the words you just shared with me this evening. Anxiety. Keep getting this evening anxiety. Pressure in my chest. So they tapped with me for. Again, two or three minutes. And they were so relaxed afterwards. They were yawning, leaning back in their chair. (laughs) But it is just the starting. I've been meditating for 30 years and I still have to wrestle my mind to start meditating every morning. My mind thinks it's too hard, it's gonna take too long. What's the point? You know, occasionally I get a good run where I'll get up and meditate really happily every morning. Those are not the majority of the days of my life. Most of the time I have to make that affirmation that set that intention and take action.
0: And I'm glad that you bring that forward because I think often we hear about people who meditate or have a yoga practice or have what whatever it is that they do that they're very disciplined about and there there seems to be this opinion that well they they can do it or it's easy for them and and more often than not no it's it's not easy it's it's getting beyond what your mind is telling you. Or for me, it's, I don't feel like it. Yeah, (laughs) And then I have to get past the, I don't feel like it and say, you know what, too bad that you don't feel like it because this is really, really good for you. And you always feel better when you do it. And you know, that just really brings us back to our minds and how they can be our best friend or our worst enemy.
1: Yeah. And so, when we speak to ourselves with some truth and some wisdom and some determination, that's actually coming from our intelligence, which the Vedas teach is situated above the mind. When we give ourselves a good talking to, we express some discipline, some determination. That comes from that place. But that's a place that needs to be nurtured and nourished and fortified because the mind will keep rearing up. And sometimes it can be our best friend or our worst enemy in the space of an hour. It can really flip and it's exhausting. It, by nature, the mind is described in the Vedas, in Ayurveda as being flickering and changeable. There's a Sanskrit word for that, chanchala. They talk about the monkey mind jumping from branch to branch, this thing, that thing. I like this. I don't like that. And we just wear ourselves out. The mind's changeable. It's unsteady. It's difficult to control and it's easily disturbed. And all of those things can make life extremely difficult for us. But when we understand that that is our thinking equipment, we can also be a lot kinder to ourselves because that's our operating system. It's not a very stable operating system. We get unsettled and anxious and fearful very, very easily, so we need support, and we need to start taking action to do the things that help us, help us feel better, help us feel calmer, and really nurture the mind and, and take care of it.
0: And it's important to also remember that you're not alone that this operating system is the same for your neighbor or your friend or your spouse or your parent. We just all handle things a little bit differently, that you're not broken and that you can learn to calm your anxious mind.
1: Yeah, and I think what's really important with that is we need help from people who know how to calm anxiety. Often when I'm teaching Bhagavad Gita classes, we talk about spiritual development and to develop spiritually, you need help from somebody that's outside the sense of confinement of the material world. So outside the prison, right? you need somebody the other side of the bars to help you break out somebody who can understand and support and knows how to get you to a different place. And this is where it's really good in anxiety coaching to have people who know how the mind works who know the nature of anxiety who know how to support the mind using your intelligence using breathing techniques people with experience of its tricks and its games and how to get you out of the anxiety trap
0: and we all have the tools that you need to get started and to find relief they're right there at our fingertips they're they're the reason why you and I come back week after week after week to do anything we possibly can to help our listeners, to help if you're suffering find some sort of relief. It's there for you. But it's not something that you think about that you might get to doing. It's something that you absolutely must do. So don't think about it. Do it. Don't let that voice stop you. Don't let yourself push it aside for another day. Don't go to bed tonight not doing something when you could have done something to bring yourself some more relief you can take action you can make a start
1: begin today we've been talking shan about really helping our listeners make 2017 the year you take action to free yourself from the grip of anxiety don't let your mind tell you you can't do it don't let your mind tell you something won't work just try it and see. How many times have we tried things under objection where somebody else says, you know, just try it. You might like it. Sometimes we don't. Often we do. Often it's not so bad. Just get beyond the mind's objections with an open mind and try something. Try a breathing practice. Try the New Beginnings course. Let us help you through overcoming the negative voice in your head. Try EFT tapping. Try something. We're offering a broad palette of techniques so you can choose the ones that resonate with you. Not everything will work for everyone. I have one friend who suffers terribly with anxiety, really bad anxiety. And her number one self-care practice that keeps it in check is walking. Simple as that. She has to walk every day to help her clear her head and feel grounded. And if she doesn't, her mind kicks her all over the place. Simple as that, walking. But she has to do it.
0: And each of us have those keys. But in order to find out what they are, we have to stop thinking about it and we have to engage and get busy. Get, you know, do it. Get started. Get started today. The Anxiety Slayer Academy has a brand new course for you, introducing New Beginnings, Daily Steps for Self-Acceptance and Peace of Mind. This course offers a supportive pathway to heal your past and slay your anxiety so you can reclaim your life. Visit Anxiety Slayer today to learn more about the New Beginnings course at anxietieslayer.com forward slash support.